Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, your weekly discussion of motoring news. This is episode 248 on Tuesday, the 9th of April, 2019. Hello, I'm Alan. Hello, I'm Andrew. And on this week's show, we won't be implementing poorly thought out draconian measures. Instead, we'll be talking about more twists and turns than a twisty turny thing that is the Gone Saga. Also, we'll talk through a coloured in spreadsheet and we gaze on in wonder at a shed's content. But first, let's get the Gone stuff out of the way, because there's quite a bit. Now, it all started last week with the fact that uh, Carlos Gone got (laughs) re-arrested. Yeah. (laughs) Which was a bit of a bolt out the blue for most of us. Yes, well, we weren't really expecting it, were we? We were like, oh, they've finally released him. Brilliant, this is going to go on. And then he was just about to hold a press conference to talk about things, and boom. Yes, he got got arrested under suspicion that he's taken money for personal reasons from uh, along the um lines of five million dollars from nissan um also but not tied into this but also renault found three private jets they didn't realize they had <laughs> as you do so somebody isn't looking through lines of a spreadsheet very carefully mm-hmm. or their consultant auditors aren't either well, oh goodness. <laughs> I know that's no. a shock to everyone that that could possibly happen. Yes. You see, now I want to find out who, who their auditors are, but I, I can take a pretty decent guess, I think. The lawyer for Gone has already appealed, and that's been turned down, and he's been given an extension to the 14th of April on here, this current detention. Mm-hmm. But that's not the end of it. Pouring a bit of salt into the wound, <laughs> Nissan shareholders have yeah. voted him off the board. Yes. In his so this was the final final position of power he's held in any of the Renault Nissan Mitsubishi Global Alliance Rebel Alliance. Um this was the only mm-hmm. thing he was left anywhere. With. Yeah, so that he's been voted off that and the Renault chairman Jean-Dominique Senard, is that how you pronounce it? I think so, yes. Yeah, he's he's replaced going on the board. Okay. Well that makes sense really. They expect him to be vice chairman. Sorry, can I just double check? They expect going to be vice chairman or they expect Jean-Dominique Senat? Senat. Senat. Okay, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. Well, given that given that Renault are the major shareholder, majority well, shareholder, I, and, I th- and there's no point in having a seat in the board if he's in jail, to be honest. No, uh, but also I think the whole Nissan have been very strong to say, oh, no, we are still closely tied together with Renault, and Renault have been saying this recently as well. No, there's no fighting going on amongst us. We're all one big company together and we're all going to move together, <laughs> forward together in, uh, in a very togethery way, which, yeah, okay, whatever. It's it's sweet, really, isn't it? Yes, you know, there's only so much we can put up with. <laughs> but Gohn has not taken this sitting back. Well, his legal team haven't. No. Uh, there was a press conference today, actually. Uh, well, overnight for us, but uh, today, uh, yesterday for Japan, and they played a videotape that was made of Gone giving a statement about the what's been going on. And he opens it by saying... Sorry, is, is, is that what's been going on, yeah? Yes. Yeah, well sorry. Done. Thank you. God. Uh, <laughs> he, starts the, he starts the video with, if you're watching this, then it means I'm not with you. <laughs> um, so sorry. they'd obviously... For as much as it caught us a bit unawares, obviously his legal team are justifying what they're being paid for, that they went, 
just in case you are now, because they made a lot of noise that there was going to be a press conference where the truth was going to be told and all this sort of stuff. So looking back on it now, was that almost a dare of, come on, then come and get me? Do you think? Because then it's going to, mm, I don't know, but whatever, that would the, be whatever a little the play, brave, I think, whatever I the play, because you know, his new legal team was brought in because they were going to be very much on the front foot. Mm-hmm. They were going to be much more aggressive and much more in the prosecutor's face and actually defending going in public as opposed to sitting quietly and waiting for their time in court. They were going to be they were going to try and wrestle some of the public narrative back. Mm-hmm. There'll be a link in the show notes where you can click through and watch the video, which is not uh, not very long, the actual video from Gone. He basically says he's been backstabbed. Nissan has been underperforming for several years now. There's mediocre, sorry, mediocre performance. I think was the actual quote. That sounds more like it. That's a bit more diplomatic. Um, he expressed how much he loves Japan and how much he loves Nissan. He said, "You know, you don't spend twenty years in a country if you don't." So to say otherwise is is not right. And he's he just think he's he's just I'm he kept stressing I am completely innocent of all charges. Mm-hmm. Again, now we've just got another. Another twist on all this, but we have to wait until it gets to court. Because mm-hmm. uh, there was, sorry, there was going to be, there was rumours going round that Gome was going to name people specifically who he was accusing of stabbing him in the back and being part of this. I think he and his legal team are smarter than that. The lawyers said, yeah, we looked at that and decided to remove those for now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As in, oh no. Let's not. Let's wait till we're in court. Let's not. There's, there's a moment for this, and this probably possibly libel is not the time. Yes. <laughs> Got enough on our plate. <laughs> so there, there ends the uh, Gone news, which is quite a lot. That was more than we were expecting. Yes, it was. So we've finally got another couple of pieces of follow up. The next one is that BMW and BMW Group uh, are. We've we've talked about this before. The antitrust, uh, the antitrust charge that the European Union is making against uh, BMW, Mercedes and Volkswagen Group mm-hmm. uh, about holding back cleaner emissions technologies uh, for cars in the 1990s, 1990s, early 2000s? 2006 to 2014. Yes, thank you. I knew it was sometime like that. And then, I, of course, I couldn't find the numbers as I was looking. And they're saying that they could be fined by the EU up to 10% of their group turnover. Uh, as a result, BMW is warning that that it's putting aside $1.1 billion to to just be sure and be careful and make sure they already have cash earmarked should the maximum fine come through. Daimler were the whistleblowers, so I think they're hoping for a lesser fine because they came mm-hmm. forward voluntarily. But VW Group had a uh, annual turnover in 2018 of 174 billion euros. Yes. So they they need this uh, like a hole in the head because not only is it um to do with that it's 10% of the annual turnover because I'm quoting from Greg Cable because he answered a few questions of mine on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You, there will be links in the show notes to these if you want to dig deeper. So fine limited to 10% of the annual turnover of company. 10% limit may be based on the turnover of the group if the parent exercised decisive influence over the operations of subsidiary during infringement period. Limitation period of five years. 
Right. Okay. So what I'm not quite sure of is that five years of turnover they're fine 10% of or an average. No, no, no. Uh, oh. Because it's 2006 I, I thought, to I thought when you said limitation period, was it could only go back five years. Mm, so Anything before five years was... Hmm. Yes. I'm not sure on that one, to be honest. Yeah. BMW's turnover was 97 billion, hence the 1.1 billion, which is 10% plus a bit. Because yep. lawyers... <laughs> yes uh dear volkswagen yeah well trying to bring to close some follow-up from a long time ago actually if you remember fiat chrysler had an issue in america about the way they reported their record constant growth of new sales it turns out that they hadn't actually been reporting that very well and it was in fact a mistake now, the federal government is still looking into that, but at the same time is there was a group of dealers took uh, FCA um, to court over price discrimination and FCA breaking franchise agreements and violating dealer protection statutes in four states mm-hmm. because the there were, I think there were six dealer groups that were spread across the country that, t- that took them to court. Now, the uh, the first couple of attempts were thrown out, but what what the dealers were claiming, the FCA stacked the deck against them by solicitating fraudulent sales reports and by using mm-hmm. the numbers generated from yeah. these false sales to further subsidize uh, competing dealers and allocate hotter selling vehicles to them instead of the ones that have taken FCA to court. There has been an out-of-court settlement now of which we will not know any details because that's been kept very quiet. But basically, I think they've just bas- they've just gone, right, let's close this now. Let's go uh, and let's, let's put a line under this one and worry about the federal case now. Okay. Okay, well, that's enough for the follow-up. Now on to the spreadsheet of doom. Yes, it's that time uh, of the month where you, you queue up your copy of the Signs of Swinging Symbol, and you get ready for the March SMMT SMMT registration figures. Uh, Doing it with a slightly slow beat this time, maybe a little bit bit slower than usual because there's a 3.4 percentage decrease uh, year on year in in registration figures. Mm -hmm. I almost said sales, but caught myself. Market down 3.4%, and it's down 3.4% on one of, of course, the key months of the year because it's a registration change month. Yep. So it was 19 came in. You see, there you go. I'm actually having to question what number it was. Does everybody remember when the 1st of August you spent all your time getting really excited and trying to uh, trying to spot the latest number plate? Well, yeah, it, it's getting harder and harder at the minute. Yeah. So the total number of vehicles registered was 458,054. So where were the drops? Overall, so there was a drop of 21.4% year-on-year in diesel registrations, 5.1% rise in petrol, and a 7.6% rise in alternative fuel vehicles. Yeah. Private registrations were down at 2.8%. Fleet registrations were up 0.3%, or a rounding error. Mm. And business registrations were down 44.8%. Ouch. Well, business registrations made up 12,651, whereas fleet is 22,003, sorry, 200, 
Ugh, try again, Alan. The numbers are difficult. 223,288. And private registrations are 222,115. Year-to-date is down 2.4% overall. Down 20% on diesel. Up 14.7% on alternative fuel. Mm. And up 5.9% on petrol. Top 10s, I think. Do you want the top 10 wherever I can find it? There we are, top 10. We start... With the drink in our hand at number 10 is the Toyota Yaris, 7,853 Yari registered. BMW 1 Series is in 9, uh, Volkswagen Polo at 8, Mini at 7, and at number 6 is the Ford Focus with 9,734 registrations. The Nissan Qashqai continues to be a cash cow at number 5 with 10,701. 104 ahead of that, so Mercedes-Benz A-Class. There's a small jump to the Volkswagen Golf at number three. Number two is the Vauxhall Corsa with 13,244 registrations. Which isn't too far off the age of the model. (laughs) Well, that's about right, yes. Well, to be honest, working it back, I think the Corsa's probably younger than the Yaris. Ah, okay. Yeah, I'm just running my way up the list to work out what else it might be younger than, but but not much. Yeah, I was going to say Vauxhall Corsa, 13,244. And at number one, the Ford Fiesta, 14,676. Year-to-date is slightly different from that. It goes Fiesta, Corsa, Golf, Focus, A-Class, Qashqai, Polo, Mini, Yaris, and Cougar. Mm. Sorry, looking at that, from a numbers nerd this one 14,676 Ford Fiesta registered year to date 23,474 so well over half oh gee well over half of all Fiesta registered were registered in March February was really poor as a month anyway it was even though it because well, it's just before March but it was poor as well but the Corsa has leapt from 13 so it's done 17,647 registrations this year, of which 13,244 were in March. I expect us not to be able to move for courses. Yes. It just, yeah. It's, you, you should be seeing a lot of 19-plate Corsa. Yes, you should. On the roads, mm, preferably. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Coloured in spreadsheet. The spreadsheet of many colours. It's it's a colour and it's mostly pink this week. Well, there's quite a lot of whites, to be honest, so that, that spares people having to listen to too much. I'll start at the top, and these are the ones that have over 15% drop in what they've registered. So, a Bath, Alfa Romeo, Chevrolet, oh, poor Chevrolet, a DS, Ford, Honda... Infinity, but we knew that with Infinity Jeep as well. You should be able to get. I was thinking about this earlier on. You should be able to get some fantastic deals on Infinity. Yeah, I bet you can. I bet you can. Uh, Lotus, Maserati, McLaren. So batches are not this month. Nissan. That's eighteen point mm. seven two. That's an, another bad month for Nissan. Do you, do you see Maserati there? By the way, mm. down forty three point eight four. Have you seen? You can get a Maserati Levante, the base model. Two years, 15,000 miles a year, 0% finance on PCP, £500 a month. Wow. If you want, yeah, if you want the next model up, it's £600 a month, still 15,000 miles a year, 0%. And that includes all free servicing as well over those two years. Oh, wow. 
It's just a cra- I wish I had some more money. <laughs> unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I only, met, I only ended up looking it up because there were two of them sitting in Starbucks car park the other week. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I'm- so Nissan, yet another bad month, down nearly 19%. Porsche, Smart, Sanyong, and Subaru down. But there are hmm. there are some positives amongst it all. Uh, Volvo is is up 26.5%. MG, again, uh, another increase, 62.84. We're now at the point where I think we need to start checking what they did last year to see on whether we're jumping massive increases on already massive increased months year on year. Well, I think it, yeah, I think there is a fair old the fair old difference there. Yeah. I've seen a couple of GSs, and I actually saw a couple of MG3s recently. Yes, I have as well. Yeah. Mm. Uh, a good month for Jaguar. So some, you know, a smidgen of good news for Jaguar. Twenty point three eight percent. Dacia, great month for them. Eighty five percent. Citroen, finally a good month for Citroen as well, or or continuing good a good month at twenty one point eight. Everyone else is either down a little bit or up a little bit, and that's it. Yeah. Can I quickly say there was an increase for Vauxhall? It was only 2.01%, but it wasn't a big drop, so that's good. You'd hope so with all those courses. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yes, that, duh. Yes, quite. Yes. <laughs> what, if they hadn't done that, how bad would it have been? Well, that's true. I think they've been putting a lot of the, uh, oh, what's their equivalent of the, um, what's their equivalent of the partner in Bilingo? Ah, uh, yes, the uh, Combo? Is it combo? Combo. I think it is combo, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. seen a few of them I've seen around. a bunch of them. I've seen a few around. Just, anyway. It's, as the, it's the least attractive of the three potential versions you could have. Yes, but is a superb, efficient use of the wheel base. Yes. Yeah. That's how it's... Talking about damning with faint, play, faint praise. Well, anyway. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Let's move on to... <laughs> I know. <laughs> let's... Let's move on to... Would you like a shovel, Andy? No, it's all right. I, I don't need any help here. Can you hear me at the top of the hole? Can you hear me? Yeah. A bit of an echo. It's a bit, it's a bit <laughs> echoey, yeah. Fiat Chrysler have, have reached an agreement with Tesla to pull their fleets so that Fiat Chrysler doesn't have to pay the millions of euros fine it was going to get for failing to meet European emission rules or the new European emission rules. So if you, you mean the ones that everybody else has known about for years, yeah, yeah, and done lots to, and done lots about it. Yes, quite. So if you remember, oh, it's probably this was talked about probably a lot ten years ago, where companies were offsetting or definite countries were offsetting their carbon footprint, and they would pay companies to plant trees or you know tie in with green energy deals and things like that to try and offset their carbon footprint of, of how they did business well it's a similar yeah. sort of thing that they're offsetting their carbon footprint and i was quite pleased to see this this was met with and i think because of the massive loophole in the regulations justifiable Discussed derision and then cynicism and as you say derision of what a way to get out of their corporate responsibility. Well, well, this has been this has been one of Tes- Tesla's major revenue stream in the US. Well, yeah, for almost as long as Tesla's been around, isn't hasn't it? They've made a billion in the last three years on this. So the whole yeah. we're a viable company thing. <laughs> They're not. Not if you lose the emissions. Credit. If they lost that, Sorry, they would have let's gone. not go into a Tesla round. No, no, no. But, but they would have gone belly up. Oh yeah, a long time ago. Well, they couldn't just—they couldn't even have afforded to develop the Model Three, let alone let alone survive production hell. Yeah, I don't think. No, no, they couldn't have. I—I I, I can't see that they would have been able to. More importantly, 
Focusing on FCA, which I think we should do, I think this puts the nail in the coffin about how wonderful Marcion was as a, as a leader of a company because he spent years going, ah, forget EVs. Nah, ignore mm-hmm. it. It's there's no point. Why should we bother being first to first to market, you know, or or even being involved in the market at all? Well, there's reasons for that. Is because this was coming along. By those actions, the shareholders have been let down massively by not preparing mm-hmm. the company for the future in any shape or form. And no, I think that means it's, there's no hybrid, no. no. And I think anything. it's shocking that there is such a way to sidestep their responsibility in this manner. Even though it's going to dent their bottom line, it they sh- it feels quite it feels quite wrong that they can just throw some money to fix this situation. Yeah, because that's all they're doing. They're not addressing the problem. They're just throwing money at it. No, I mean, I'm I'm sure there's there's plenty of people in um in in Turin or wherever working hard to to try and come up with an alternative fuel version, alternative fuel for powertrains for for fca but they announced at geneva those uh, those models but that feels like 10 years too late to me even when we were discussing it in the special edition and yes it is a cute package they've done and it's an interesting idea that they are you know there are models for specific ranges and that sort of thing but it still felt feels 10 years late but it's well yeah but it still should have been released two or three years ago absolutely yeah Absolutely. I mean, you would expect it to have been engineered in in the Renegade platform. So, yeah, yeah certainly. Well, talking of uh, alternative fuels and electrification. Oh yes, sorry, I'm at the wrong tab. No, well, uh, but, uh, but before you go any further, everyone, charge your glasses, please. Raise them. Ready. Be poised. He might extract the urine, but he had perfect. He could have vetoed this being included, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> when was it? That was just last week. Toyota announced that it was essentially giving away its its uh, electrification patents for vehicles and releasing them so that they could be used by any anybody who is looking to create a hybrid, an EV, or a fuel cell vehicle drivetrain. Basically, mm-hmm. so it's made twenty fourth. It's released twenty four thousand patents. And not just that. So those are royalty-free access uh, to those. And as I say, it covers hybrids, plug-ins, fuel cell vehicles. Self-chargers? I believe that those are covered by by all three of those (laughs) to one extent or another. It had made 5,680 patents uh, available for fuel cell vehicles uh, in January 2015. So those were ones around everything from from how to make the tanks that were strong enough uh, for the hydrogen, uh, you know, how to actually make the fuel cell cell work, these kind of, all of these things. Uh, It's added another whole load of them. So there's 2,590 relating to electric motors, 2,020 related to PCUs, powertrain control units, uh, 7,550 related to system controls, 1,320 for the engine and the transaxle, 2,200 for charging, possibly self, and 2,380 <laughs> for fuel cells. Look in a mirror. Do they look in a mirror a lot? <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're, 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 we've had enough of listening to the self-charging rubbish. Uh, well, of people making a big deal of 
the self-charging yes. Marketing line and then spouting rubbish in response to that. We don't mean that. I'll stop. Yeah, my turn for the shovel. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, so doing that. So they're not just releasing the pants and then saying, "Well, here you go, uh, deal with it, folks." Uh, they are also uh, offering uh, paid. It must be said, consultancy to help people actually implement them. Yep. So you use the use the pen all you want, royalty free. And if you're having trouble or if you need someone to help you get started, then they can they can provide you with that help as well. So why why are they doing this though, Alan? Because this would potentially be seen at one level as allowing competitors to catch up and if they can develop beyond these patents, get ahead. So why why are Toyota choosing to open up twenty four thousand patents to to everyone? They have something called Environmental Challenge 2050, uh, which is a set of long-term plans around uh, sustainability. I can't speak tonight. Sustainability across the whole, the whole everything they do, mm-hmm. and and really, it's 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 to help with that. It's they're being lovely, I believe. So is it a bit like the? volvo patents on safety stuff it's like it's the exact equivalence everyone will benefit from this we're not messing about the whole world is going to benefit from this so we're opening it up to everybody because we all need to get better at this thing it is essentially that okay, yes right yeah cool that's roughly halfway i think is it i believe it's probably well over halfway it is It is time for Guilt Minute at the moment in the show when we remind you to think about, consider what the motoring podcast is worth for you. If you feel it's worth a small amount of your hard-earned cash, please do head to motoringpodcast.com and click on the orange Become a Patron button right there on the front page. And if you're already a patron, uh, especially if you're a new patron, uh, we've had quite a few of those recently, then thank you so very much. I really do. Uh, appreciate it yes. a lot. Thank you very, very More much. More than we actually yep. say out loud. Uh, well, we are British. To, <laughs> yes, we are. Unfortunately, <laughs> it doesn't doesn't do. So I mean, tonight, for example, it's helped us. It's helped us buy some. Uh, it's helped us buy some some audio software gubbins. Yeah, software to help clean up clean up sound, particularly on interviews uh, and such like. So, so for your listening pleasure. So it is being invested back into. Uh, back into the podcast and not just well none of it goes into our pockets yeah alan's paid for his golden throne now so it's okay (laughs) yes that's it that's it yeah (laughs) yeah i wish um (laughs) of course we understand that not everyone has the ability to do that so please don't forget to like rate and leave feedback via the podcast player of your choice and those of you who have been say things and mentioning us on Twitter, that kind of thing, that helps hugely. All of a sudden we get more followers and that uh, that has a direct correlation to the number of listeners we have. Word of mouth is is by far the greatest way that we get, that we increase our subscribers. So thank you very much for doing that. Yes, especially w- word of tweet, word of Facebook, any of those work as well. Uh, no, we really, really appreciate that. One last thing, if for some reason you don't actually subscribe to the Motoring Podcast via your podcatcher of choice, uh, how's about doing so? Uh, make sure that we come to you straight into your ears without the anxiety and worry that you may miss out on a single one of our pearls of wisdom. And it's less creepy than that Alan's, <laughs> Alan's did as well. <laughs> well, I'm often told for, uh, that I undersell stuff, so I, I decided not to bother. 
not to bother. I think there's a happy medium we need to work on. Yeah. (laughs) Between stalker and telling people to get knotted. (laughs) It's somewhere in between. I was I, w- I was going to subscribe, but he either says it, he either says I don't know why you listen to this, or he's so creepy. So yeah, I checked the wardrobe that you're not in. Stood in there. <laughs> Hello. Oh, you can check the wardrobes in this house if you want. Still haven't finished those. Right. Anyway, moving on swiftly. Formula E. There's some news before Rome. Yes, it doesn't say Arrivederci Roma. They say Buongiorno. Rome E Prix this weekend. So there will be a link in the show notes to how you can watch, listen? No, it's a watch, isn't it? Yes. Uh, how you can watch the the EPRI live or the highlight. All in the UK. Uh, on the UK, lots. I mean, BT Sport, iPlayer, YouTube, Facebook, Eurosport, Quest. The BBC website. The BBC, the did button, I not say BBC? The iPlayer. Oh. You, know, you said the iPlayer, sorry. But also, yeah. if you're outside the UK and you still want to watch this, uh, at the top of the at the top of the page, there is a change location button, so you can put in your local area so that you can mm-hmm. find out how to watch it where you are. Lots of press pictures here with Formula E cars in front of the Coliseum and all these these kind of places. Yes. Um, Surprised they're not dressed as gladiators or something. Yes. Sadly, the actual race is being held uh, being held a bit outside the city centre. In in one of the uh, uh, in one of the the sort of business districts, so you probably won't get wonderful shots of cars zipping past, zipping past the Colosseum. Mm. Although, let's face it, any any car you see in Rome is probably going as fast as a Formula E car, <laughs> and probably has about as much bashes as well. Well, yes. Can we can we have a race that isn't red flagged, please? Yes, that would be nice. Because that's becoming like quite that. tiresome as a viewer, I have to say. Yes. But, yes, but there's some is. good news of possibly another location. Well, Vienna has expressed an interest mm-hmm. in holding one, which would be... I mean, they're going to hold a demo event on April the 22nd in the Rathausplatz uh, area of the city. I can't quite remember where that is, but it must be near the town hall. <laughs> uh, <instead. laughs> I've now used up almost all of my German. And so, so yes, uh, they've been in discussions, according to the mayor of Vienna, uh, Michael Ludwig. That would be a brilliant place, mm. brilliant place to, to hold it. So it's a lovely city. It has the way its infrastructure is and the way its infrastructure is managed. Uh, it should make it relatively amenable to this kind of thing and this kind of interruption. There are sort of large parts of the city which could... Uh, which could accommodate this quite easily without people and businesses and things being interfered with too much. That's cool. I'm up for new locations yeah. for it to be in. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, it's so early in the talks that they can't even even pretend to give an indication of what season it might be involved in. So mm-hmm. th- this really is sort of scooping news from on Autosports uh, website. But uh, but hopefully it's positive. Hopefully it will happen because the more places this goes to, the better I feel. Yeah, and the more places that we sort of know of and are important and significant as well. Yeah. Less, less double headers, I think. Reduces the need for double headers. Yes. It does reduce the need for double headers, and it also, as I say, it's people are more likely to take an interest if it's in Vienna than they are if it's in Santiago. Yeah, not to try and pick on Santiago, but or somewhere you've never heard of in China. Yeah, yep. 
to take a hypothetical example, mm. which is better than Santiago because it's more interesting. Yes. <laughs> Right, a little bit of motorsport news, uh, and I'm putting this in because mm. uh, the location of the Race of Remembrance, Trackmon, which is in the Anglesey race, uh, Racetrack, have submitted plans to the local council to expand the circuit, which they feel could boost the economy, the local economy of the island, by two million a year. Uh, what they want to do is they want to be able to attract an extra 40,000 visitors a year, which would I- involve improving the pit facilities Although their control tower is fabulous. I don't know. I thought their their pit facilities were pretty decent. And they've retarded out the back. I think they want to add more, basically, is what it is. Oh, okay. I think they just want to add more garages. But also increase the uh, the, the CAF and the, you know, sort of the amenities side of things. And yes, also well, the parking side of things as well. To I think probably just to improve the standing for the parking and the drainage and things like mm-hmm. that. But I think this is a... I think this is a really lovely racetrack, and it's it's a shame that it's a shame it's so far. From well, yeah. Right. On the one hand, and they do admit that in this that they say they have to be hmm. so much better than everybody else because people go as far as Alton Park and go. That's brill. Thanks very much. I don't need to go on another two hours to get yes. to this other track because the the background you, it's just such a wonderful. Oh. Ah, come on you've seen some of our photos and you've seen some of you know competent photographers <laughs> photos from uh from from race of remembrance and it's a stunning spot yeah. it really is gorgeous it is absolutely beautiful and they're getting historic racing this year they're on the historic mm-hmm. racing calendar yeah so that, i saw that I, uh, I, I mean to look when that's up and maybe i could be that way when it happens because mm. that'd be fab to watch but it's it's a, it's a great place and hopefully they can uh, put in some, you know, maybe they get as far as even a, a bit of grandstands and stuff as well, and things like that. Or yeah, fingers crossed for them, and I hope I hope they get it because it's a, it's a lovely place, and uh, anything that makes you know extra people going to race remembrance if they can increase the number of teams that go, that would be brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yes, not that they're short of no. teams, but the more the merrier. He says, with having nothing to do with the organisation of race remembrance. So the least poor one person going, no. Yeah, just tears. Yeah, they're in. Yeah. Anyway, should, should we uh, should we celebrate Happy Euler's Week? Yes, it is the week in which London introduced the ultra low emission zone. <laughs> uh, it's just ridiculous. Sorry, I'm standing like Andrew now, but it's this ridiculous. The ridiculousness of of the ULES and and what counts as ultra low emission and what doesn't is is absolutely batty. Let's start with our normal caveat. Go on then. Yes, the air needs improving. Oh yes, absolutely. Steps need absolutely. to be taken to improve the air. They need the the quality is very poor. It is bad. We are not, any comments we have now has nothing to do with the fact that something needs to be done. That is not the point. Absolutely. And as much as anything else, it's about the ridiculousness that these vehicles that these vehicles are exempt rather than yes, anything else. Quite. Well in many cases. So uh so yeah, the list uh, is from Motoring Research by Ethan Jupp. Um so there will be a link in the show notes. And he starts it off Do do the title. Do the title though. You haven't said the title. Oh sorry. Oh haven't I? Fun to drive cars that dodge the London ULES charge. There we go. Yep. Is that clear mm-hmm. enough? Okay, good. So, yeah, he starts off with the Vauxhall Monaro, which is like me starting off with the Yaris GRMN. So I just, 
you know, in there. Um, lots of BMW M cars on the list. Yep. Honda S2000, oh, the nice. PP3. PP3 Civic Type R. Yep. That's almost battery powered. <laughs> EP3. I know it's EP. Oh, I was going to say, I know it's EP3 because someone will say it, but it's. Never mind. You can rely on me. <laughs> it's witty to me, yeah. Cooper S's, Renault Sport Clios, if you're careful, not all of them. Astra, v, uh, Astra VXRs, VX220s, CLS55, AMG, SLK55, lots of those. 997 and onwards, Porsches. Aston Martin V8 Vantage. Yes. <laughs> Even in yellow, still qualifies. Jaguar S Type R. Hopefully that won't push up the price. Oh, I quite like R. those. And yeah, even an XKR as well. So there's some pretty powerful cars which you wouldn't think should get through that. Yeah, when when like a 2014 family diesel SUV or hatchback is like, no, you have to pay twelve pound fifty. It's 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 a bit nuts. So yeah. Yes. Anyway, there's a list there. There's lots of cool stuff on there, which 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 would um, yes. I, I could pick many vehicles from there. Yes, I, I'd be quite happy thing, with a I lot be, of those. <laughs> yeah. I think the reason that the E60, I think it is, uh, M5, the V10 one, is, allow, is allowed in is because they know that they'll be broken down most of the time. <laughs> well, we'll let it in. It'll probably just sit and be broken. We can charge the... The rescue van that comes to pick it up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that. It is slightly different for for commercial vehicles, so do be sure to check. Uh, will you be putting a link to the ULES checker? Now you've said it, yes, I will. I wasn't going to, but yes, I will. So if you do need to get to the ULES checker, then you'll be able to do it from the show notes uh, as well. Hopefully, I'm actually making a note before I forget this. I can see he is actually writing. That's why I'm pausing, is to let him finish writing that. And definitely not, because he's meant to be doing the and finally. Yes, both. And finally, (laughs) we were absolutely gutted, stroke, disgusted to see we were not invited along to FCA's new heritage hub in Turin. I wondered what it was you were going to say just there. Which is a 15,000 square metre factory that has been gutted to allow them to put in heritage Fiat's Lancia Zabaths from the heritage collection. And, and, well and, it's, and as it's well. all down to, not that we ever expected to be invited to such a thing, but it's all down to jealousy, yeah. bitter, bitter jealousy. <laughs> because if you go through, and we thoroughly encourage you to do so, go through the Top Gear uh, article that is linked in the show notes. Roan Horncastle has been there, and I now dislike him intensely. Again, jealousy, nothing personal, just pure jealousy. And go through the... Oh, there's some superb photographs in here. To just get a taster of some of the vehicles they've got on display. It's... I, I, I'm like, I can understand why they didn't invite us, because we'd probably still be there. They'd have to peel you off some of those. You would. And the small barriers would be no barrier whatsoever <laughs> to me going to have a closer look. But there's there's some great stuff because there's stuff. No, okay. There's obviously the a lot of historic cars in there, but there's the, a lot of their experimentation and a lot of their prototypes and things like that are on display as well, which is is brilliant to see because you you get an you get an an indication of the thinking that has gone behind 
models or the way that the company was looking at things at a time. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it's a it's a it's a great snapshot into how a business is is run and, and the thoughts that go behind some of these things. So do go through the go through the slideshow that uh, as it's Top Gear one it works perfectly fine on all browsers. Uh, uh, that's not fair because the Autocar one worked fine last week. Last time, yes, for finally once. <laughs> for once. <yeah. laughs> but there's there's some lovely lovely stuff to have a look at, uh, and I'm. I'm really happy that FCA have done this. Is this open to the to open to the general public? I don't know. I don't. Know I haven't either. been able to establish that. It is, however, in Turin. Hmm. I know it will be. Sorry, it is going to be. I was sorry. I've, I've actually read all the way to the bottom. It is going to be open to the public, but there's no confirmed dates yet. Oh, okay. Hmm. I should so be keeping an eye on that. I can that. understand why they've got the sort of roped off barriers that they have then that makes a lot of sense yeah no i assumed that that was probably going to be the case but because especially as if they seem to have invested a whole load in it and it's a great use for otherwise empty factory space yeah but uh but there's some stunners in there it's just absolutely gorgeous there's a lot of rally stuff and everything you forget now everything is 500 shaped but but (laughs) weird you forget how many awesome cars fca you know suddenly the italian end Fiat uh, and has 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 made over the years. Yeah, but but if you look at the prototypes as well and the concepts, yeah, exactly. There's some amazing takes on a problem to to explore. Can that problem be solved in this way? Well, they were always good at that. That's it's, and that's why. Mm. Well, the multiplier would not have happened. We would not have had the multiplier if they hadn't been brave enough to do it. And as a you know, I was saying before about the the Rifter and the Berlingo and the uh, Combi. That's a mm-hmm. wonderful piece of packaging. The multiplet is a is a superb piece of packaging, and let's not make sure we don't mention that to any of the designer people we know, because they will not stop going on about it for about a week. Well, but it is superb. It's just the exterior just wasn't acceptable to the public. There's a really good car throttle video on it, actually, uh, with Alex Kirsten, and it's it's on YouTube. He's scribbling again now, but it's really excellent about the multiplier. And it, there's a whole range on cars that everybody says are, are rubbish, but are they actually? Um, if you don't follow, if we don't, we never really reference car throttle much, but the video, I love their video stuff, or I like Alex's video stuff. Um, I think I said it recently, that and stuff like the, sorry, this is me going on a bit while somebody's making loads of notes, but that and the, his recent, the recent one about, doing the the um classic rallying with the mercedes and the prep of the the mercedes and the doing the and the whole doing the rally and all that absolutely brilliant brilliant watching great stuff even the rx8 one as well which brought back nasty twitchy memories <laughs> it's 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 brilliant so do do take a a little time if you are stuck for something to watch then uh then car throttles youtube channel is, is fantastic okay cool. that's it that's the end of today's tonight's sponsorship, I think. Mm-hmm. Parish notes. What is the? There was. There's nothing quite intended for this week. Uh, don't forget there was Graham Davison's. There's not going to be a rear view till after Easter now. No, it's it's becoming tricky to schedule. There's plenty of people saying yes. It's just finding a date that works for both them and myself. That's mm-hmm. proving awkward. There will be a special edition out at some point. 
week after next is it going to be depends when we record depends on record okay i thought we're recording tomorrow yeah, so, so that may be friday okay it may it, it may be because some of it needs a little cleanup okay maybe i actually need to listen back to part of it so, so at some point in the next couple of weeks yes <laughs> yes but it'll be worth waiting for this is this does sound like a good one and you get to hear me being jealous again i think yes 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 it's a bit of a chat Bit of a car test. Should be good. Cool. That just about sums it up for the week, doesn't it, Andrew? Mm-hmm. Anything I missed? No. no. Fantastic. In which case, don't forget that between now and next week, you can give us any feedback. Share your thoughts for the show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com, the hub of all our activities. Please don't forget about Patreon, available at motoringpodcast.com slash support. Please, please leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing. It really does matter. Andrew, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Best way to get in touch with me is via Twitter. If you search for Crack Windscreen, you'll find me there. And Alan, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? It is the Twitters once again, where I'm at AJP Bradley, B R A D L E Y. Uh, we will be back next week, but until then, I've been Alan Bradley. I've been Andrew Clues. And safe motoring.